Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Christmas to all of you from us, your hard-hitting Liberty Roundtable Live team. This is the broadcast for December the 22nd in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Man, have we got a great lineup for you today. Hard-hitting guests, topics, and a whole lot more. I'll have to put out the recap of yesterday's show because we've just got so much going on. We'll still do it, but it'll be later on the broadcast. Uh, so this is the broadcast for the 22nd of December. Christmas is rapidly approaching. Are you ready? I'm always ready because I always tell everybody it's not about how many gifts I have got or wrapped or don't have. Or it's about the reason for the season that is our Savior, Jesus Christ, and I'm ready to celebrate his life, his sacrifice, and his resurrection 24-7, 365 and a quarter days a year. Speaking of that, they say the winter solstice just kicked in. That means it was the longest night of the year, what, last night, they say? Wow. Shortest day, longest night. But I'm glad more light going forward because we need light. We need God. We need family. And we need country. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Our website for the show, libertyroundtable.com, our nationally syndicated radio network, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor. Live and on-demand radio, free at your fingertips. All right. We have an incredible guest today. We had him on several weeks ago. When we had him on before, he provided stunning insights and solutions in his intriguing new book, Universal Medical Care. And you think, what? Universal care? We don't believe in that. Just listen, folks. Universal medical care from conception to end of life. The case for a single-payer system. And you go, what? I'm not for that. Oh, yeah, you are. Because this is a libertarian that wrote the book. He wants a single-payer plan, and that has nothing to do with government paying your bills. There are solutions that put you in charge and that's what the book was all about, and we covered it in great detail. Well, he's got another brand-new book available now. Man, this guy's busy. Murray's brand-new book, Navigating the Boom-slash-Bust Cycle, an, entrepreneur, an Entrepreneur's Guide. We'll get into it. 
with Dr. Murray Sabrin. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, and Merry Christmas, sir. Well, thank you, Sam. It's a pleasure to be with you, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family and all your listeners. Thank you so much. Now, <laughs> navigating the boom-slash-bust cycle is a tall order, but you call it an entrepreneurial survival guide, sets out a provocative roadmap, for right now, as we deal with inflation, fears, and a whole lot more. What what got you to write such a book? Because usually they just say things simply like this. It's the economy, stupid. But it's a lot well, more complicated than that, isn't it? Well, it's complicated, and it's not so complicated. For anyone who studies economics, finance, and uh, money, realizes that when you print money from a central agency, or like banks did in the uh, prior to the creation of the Federal Reserve, you create inflation, and sometimes you create massive bubbles like we had in the 1920s, which ended in the uh, crash of uh, 29 and uh, led to the Great Depression because Hoover and Roosevelt both did everything wrong in order to try to uh, boost the economy out of the uh, Depression. And now we've seen the same thing over and over again since uh, the end of World War II. The Federal Reserve inflates the money supply, thinking that it's a necessary and sufficient condition for economic growth. But anyone who studies economics and finance knows that economic growth becomes from capital formation, which is based upon real savings and investments, not by creating funny money that all it does is debase the value of the dollar, creates winners and losers like the 1% versus the rest of us, and, um, and it distorts the economy. So you have people making decisions not based upon true supply-demand signals, but all this cheap money, which... Uh, with the Federal Reserve manipulating interest rates, uh, this is the great horror show that we have today, Sam. Inflation for the past year is up 6.8%, and we're getting close to zero on our savings accounts and money market accounts. This is highway theft. Uh, this is grand larceny on a most massive scale. In fact, one study recently was uh, published pointing out that since the Federal Reserve engaged in this quantitative easing, which is another way of debasing the currency by printing money, Savers have lost $4 trillion in interest. Think of that number. $4 trillion of interest have been lost by savers because of the Federal Reserve's policies. And all that's done is boost uh, the stock market, which is good if you own stocks. And, uh, a lot of people don't own stocks. And it's also created a massive new housing bubble. I'm living right now in uh, southwest Florida. And in some communities, prices are up 30 40 percent from a year ago. This is clearly unsustainable. And it's only possible because the Federal Reserve has kept interest rates down. So mortgage rates are dirt cheap compared to the inflation rate. And uh, we're in another uh, upward swing in the cycle, which is going to end very badly somewhere down the road. All right. You mentioned that uh, they believe that they're, that they're helping the economy with the Federal Reserve. And I believe a lot of the mid-level and low-level people and the average Joe and Congress and all, you know, a lot of these people believe that. But really, the people at the top know they're creating winners and losers. The people at the top know all fiat systems fail. This is by design, right? Well, you could, you could take that position because when you look at the history of the Federal Reserve, it was created in a secret meeting uh, that uh, the Federal Reserve now acknowledges on their website uh, in the history of the Federal Reserve. The secret meeting took place in 1910, I believe, at, in Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia, where uh, Wall Street bankers, um, a couple of people from Congress and uh, an economist got together and basically drew up the blueprint that became the Federal Reserve Act that Woodrow Wilson signed, President Wilson signed, on December 23rd, right before Christmas in 1913. 
Yeah, Everton tomorrow fits. in 1913, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, this year in 2021, I got the chance to go with G. Edward Griffin to Jekyll Island. I literally oh. knocked on the very door where they claim it all went down, sir. Well, th- this is a, a, an event of historical proportions because what the uh, remember this is during the Progressive Era, where businesses went to the government to try to create cartels in order to keep out competition. It was it was sold to the American people as an anti big business era, but it was in fact, as uh, Gabriel Coco points out in his magnificent book, The Triumph of Conservatism, this is an example of crony capitalism on steroids, where government agencies were captured by uh, the, uh, the financial interest and business interest in order to keep out competition, keep prices high, and really do a job on the general public. And so we've been living with that system ever since the progressive period. And now the progressives want to take us a step further with uh, uh, universal basic income and uh, monet- modern monetary theory, which is basically print money ad infinitum in order to provide funds for people. And this is going to end very, very badly, as we know from history and economics and finance, that you don't create wealth, you don't create prosperity by debasing the currency. And if debasing the currency was the solution to our problems, Venezuela would have the best economy in the world since their currency is collapsing. It's a disaster in Venezuela. And sadly, those who don't understand real, honest money economics, they're literally pointing to Venezuela as kind of the way to go, acting like it's somehow uh, some kind of a moral high ground. They're crazy. Now, small business owners are really the backbone of America. But you know what? How can these businesses steer clear? Uh, of a problem, but yet, hey, make their companies thrive and all this kind of stuff in this kind of an environment. It seems like small businesses are the ones that are getting the shaft, whereas big business is almost getting a special, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, handout, corporate welfare, whatever you want to say. How do we thrive as a business owner in this environment? Well, this is really one of the keys to uh, in my writing this book is what do business people need to know uh, more than they they know more than the economists know and certainly the Federal Reserve officials because they see every day what their flow order is, what their sales are, what their, what their demand for their products and services are. So they have a good handle on, on the micro level as, what, as to what is happening in their community. But the point of, of writing this book is to give them a perspective, the broader perspective at the macro level as to what are the indicators that would reveal when the economy is going to slow down. And one of the best indicators is the inverted yield curve. Because when the inverted yield curve, um, or when the yield curve inverts, when short-term rates go above long-term rates, that means the Federal Reserve is very concerned about an overheating economy, and they're going to pull back on the money creation, or stop it, or even uh, cause the money supply to decline. And that means there's less liquidity in the system, and therefore businesses have to adjust to the new financial monetary reality. And they have to still stay in business by providing goods and services that people want, but they have to do so in a different uh, economic uh, uh, climate. And so, therefore, that's the challenge for them is how do they keep their businesses afloat? How do they maintain their profit margins when the economy is going downhill? And that's when stagflation and inflation and all these tricky words come, come to bear, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest, Dr. Murray Sabrin. They say he's retired, but he's writing books like a solution-oriented genius, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about it more in seconds. Merry Christmas to you from us. You are listening to Live Liberty Roundtable.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. It's a strange brew, ladies and gentlemen, kind of a mix between Christmas and the difficult reality of the economy where dishonest money seems to be the center stage. It's a distraction. It's a dishonest manipulation. But we want to make sure you know how to deal with it in your life, with your business, with your family, whether you're a student, whether you're an executive. MurraySabrin.com is where you go. We're talking to Dr. Murray Sabrin now. He's a retired professor of finance at Ramapo College. He immigrated with his family from West Germany uh, a long time ago, but he came to the United States. and He's been a free-thinking libertarian ever since. He's got multiple degrees, ladies and gentlemen, including a Ph.D. in economic geography from Rutgers University. Um, he also founded the Sabrin Center for Free Enterprise, um, and he did so with his wife, kind of cool that was back in 2007 but he's been writing books as a retired professor now and uh, his brand new book navigating the boom slash bust cycle an entrepreneur's survival guide we're talking about business owners of the backbone of america but how can these corporate executives and, and small business owners and everybody else not only navigate this thing 
But how do they, with their employees, et cetera, not only just survive, but how do they thrive when all these economic bubbles burst? And what actions should they take? Doctor? Sam, uh, that's why I wrote the book, is to give uh, uh, entrepreneurs, business decision makers, the tools that they need by looking at the economic data, by checking what's going on in their community, because after all, that's where their operations take place, whether it's at the uh, town level, the county level, the state level, the regional level, and uh, the uh, national level, and sometimes the international level. And so you have to have your pulse on what's going on because uh, people get caught short, like we saw during the housing bubble. There were people who thought that housing prices would never go down, that uh, demand for housing would go through the roof. And these great builders around the country uh, uh, built up inventory of houses and uh, had options on land, and the whole thing just fell apart on them. Uh, Las Vegas was hit hard by the housing bubble, as we know, because uh, they thought that uh, the economy was going to keep on booming. And then when the bubble burst, uh, people stopped going to Las Vegas and uh, the, the uh, stock prices of uh, some of these casino stocks fell by 80, 90 percent. So then, of course, they go back up during the next uh, boom cycle. So the, the point is, what, during a boom, it's imperative, I think, for businesses to put aside cash reserves to tie them over during the next downturn in the economy. Because if you don't have cash reserves, whether on a small business level or on a personal level, it's very difficult to, to get through the, the, the downturn in, in good financial shape. For large corporations, uh, the question is, uh, what they tend to do during a boom is they tend to overpay for assets by buying up other companies. And then when the economy turns down, they find that they've really overpaid for them and revenues drop. And they may have taken on a lot of debt to, to buy those assets. And so they've got a, a sticky situation uh, facing them and their shareholders. So, again, w- the key thing for business is what are you providing of value that your customers will stay with you during the downturn in the cycle? And that's where the entrepreneurial skills of uh, men and women who run businesses come into play where they have to forecast the future because that's what entrepreneurship is all about forecasting the future to make sure your customers are satisfied and if you do that right you can survive and thrive no matter what uh, uh, phase of the cycle we're in but if you expand too much during the the upswing you're going to get caught short but here's the interesting part during the downturn when people are going bankrupt and companies are are going under, that's the time you can pick up assets on 10, 20 cents in the dollar and really make a ton of money on the next upswing. So the point is you have to be aware of what this uh, economic environment is and see exactly what what consumers want to make sure that you can provide them value with the prices that you're offering. Otherwise, you may have to cut prices dramatically in order to move inventory out of your uh, um, store. You know, folks, that's why he started out the broadcast saying, look, it's complicated in a way, this this financial reality, this economic system. But at the same time, it's fairly easy. What you've got to do is avoid panic, ladies and gentlemen. What you've got to do almost is take the opposite of where the market seems to be trending in a lot of ways, because that's what they do. They create these booms and these busts. Uh, And then what they do is they capitalize on you following their panic driven. um, I don't know what you want to call it. Routes, booms, busts, pullbacks, manipulations, and and because you do what they want you to do, what the panic-driven masses do, they play the other side always. And that's why when everybody else melts down, they get rich and vice versa. And all you've got to do is be wise enough not to panic, wise enough to understand the role that the Federal Reserve plays in the boom and 
boom and bust cycle. Uh, watch a few of these um, tea leaf signs, if you will. And then, hey, since you're the backbone of America, small business, since you're the backbone of America, executive, there are ways that we can watch this. We can not only survive but thrive in these times if we watch the simple signs and have the guts, have the kind of the intestinal fortitude to take the actions that seem to go against the grain uh, a lot of times. Um how about being a student? You know, a lot of people believe students or some of these other people are kind of left out. You're a student. You're thinking about retiring, changing jobs. People are going, man, I don't know. Should I do that? This time is not the right time to do that, is it, doctor? Well, well, here's I think that's kind of fascinating, having taught finance for 35 years and teaching different generations of students. I think this generation of students uh, is the most entrepreneurial that I've seen in, in, in the 35 years plus that I've been in, in the higher education field. Because students saw the boom-bust cycle during the housing bubble crashing, and they saw people getting laid off, people's businesses uh, falling apart. And I think as youngsters, uh, if they were 21 now and they were and 12 years ago, they were 9 and 10, and they saw family members or neighbors losing their jobs and businesses, they said, I don't want to work 9 to 5 and be subject to a possible um, uh, unemployment situation during a downturn. So they become entrepreneurial. And, and the beauty thing is, the internet allows people to start businesses with very little capital. You couldn't do that years ago where you had to have a physical presence in a store or a flea market or a mall, or whatever the case may be. Now you can open up a business for maybe a few hundred bucks, get a website, get some business cards, uh, do some marketing, and uh, you're, you're in business. As long as you provide something of value, which is the whole key to business, what are you providing of value that will make people come and knock on your door and, or, or click on your website to get something that you have to offer? These modern-day millennials have learned to play the gig economy like a fiddle, haven't they? They're, they're terrific. I mean, uh, I have students that are doing extremely well. They were uh, working when, I, when they were in my classes, and uh, some of them are making a lot of money, well over six figures. What about the great resignation? They're talking about, you know, in this economy where there's literally, I, mean, I don't know how many, they say 11 million, 12 million jobs, like an unprecedented availability for jobs but yet you know what the great resignation is underway too people are leaving people are saying you know what i know there's a ton of jobs out there uh but partly the stimulus which i'm not a fan of but partly people are saying look we've learned to live with less because for the last two years we've been forced to as we've stayed home uh, they're they're saying hey this is a a employee market we can go look for what we want wages are are, are going up uh, we can, you know, talk about the the benefits of that or the concerns there. But the reality is, this great resignation is taking place. Uh, on one hand, it's shocking. Is it wise to join them? Well, th this is what's so troubling about where we are now. Given all the money the federal government has been spending since early 2000, when the pandemic hit, and the Federal Reserve creating trillions of dollars to prop up the economy, uh, the work ethic ha has been really reduced in this country uh, substantially because of people getting paid not to work. I didn't grow up in the 1950s and 60s in New York City seeing my father uh, not work. And so that was my model of if you want something, you work for it. And unfortunately, the way the government thinks or the, or the way the economists think and the politicians think, uh, people should get money for not working. To me, is that, that's antithetical to every value that I believe in because if you want something, you have to go provide a, a valuable good or service to the public so you can earn income to buy the things that you want. 
And so uh, the government has distorted the labor market with minimum wage laws and all these other uh, policies that they have, and by throwing money at people. And now, of course, uh, some uh, lo uh, local uh, communities are doing universal basic income, which means that you're, you're getting someone else's money for not working. And to me, that's another form of uh, theft. Why should people who are working have their money confiscated so people who are not working get some of those dollars? It's a crazy world out there, Sam. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Serious Business. Can you stay with me for five more minutes? Sure, absolutely. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Murray Sabrin with me. The reason I want him to stay for five more minutes is right after the break, have your pen and pencil ready. I want to highlight how you can get discounts on his books and what's going on on his website, murraysabrin.com. One more fun question about the economy as well. We'll talk about it in seconds with a good doctor on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Russian President Vladimir Putin last night reiterated his demands for guarantees from the United States and its allies that NATO will not expand eastwards, blaming the West for tensions that are building up in Europe. In a speech with Russia's top military brass, Putin demands NATO denies membership to Ukraine and other former Soviet countries and roll back the alliance's military deployment in Central and Eastern Europe. President Biden, talking to the American people Tuesday, explains his administration was caught off guard and the reason we're having a COVID-19 testing shortage across America. It took so long, it didn't take long at all. What happened was the Omicron virus spread even more rapidly than anybody thought. Biden announced they have now purchased 500 million testing kits. The order is expected to be filled after the holidays. The National Hockey League has pulled their players from participating in the Beijing Olympics due to COVID-19. USA Radio News. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Election, trade war, what in the world is the world coming to, and how will it affect your retirement? Fisher Investments has helped thousands of investors navigate all kinds of news and market conditions. Is your portfolio prepared? If you have $500,000 or more, call for Fisher's insightful free guide, The Stock Market Outlook, and learn how the market might impact your retirement this year. Call 1-800-379-4442. 1-800-379-4442. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. The Transportation Security Administration, or TSA, has some advice for holiday travelers. Millions of Americans will be flying to spend Christmas with family and friends, and the TSA wants air travelers to know the best way to fly with gifts. Don't wrap them. They might get unwrapped before you even get on the plane. If a wrapped gift is in luggage that's flagged by TSA, it will be unwrapped, whether it's checked in or carry-on. It's best to keep your gifts in a bag or box that can easily be opened for inspection. You can separately pack gifts in tissue wrapping paper, ribbons, and tape, and then wrap up the presents when you reach your destination. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. 
A Harvard University professor has been convicted of hiding ties to a China-run recruitment program. Charles Lieber was found guilty of making false statements to authorities, filing false tax returns, and failing to report a Chinese bank account. His sentencing date is yet to be decided. USA Radio News. Delighted to be live and on your radio this Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen. Merry Christmas to you from us. The Liberty Roundtable Live, hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. Team, speaking of news the networks refuse to use, how about Dr. Murray Sabrin's latest books? Yeah, he's a retired professor of finance doing a great job. He's retired, but he's writing books big time, ladies and gentlemen, full of libertarian solutions, free market solutions, you got to dig it. His brand new book, ladies and gentlemen, Navigating the Boom-Bust Cycle, an entrepreneurial survivalist guide, if you will, sets out a provocative roadmap, if you will, for right now. Yeah, as Americans grapple with the difficult situations of inflation, fears, and more, how do you deal with it all? Well, Murray's got great libertarian free market answers. MurraySabrin.com is where you go to learn more. Uh, tell us what, what, what's available there. There's discounts on books and more, right? Yeah, there's a flyer that the publisher put out with a link to the uh, page where you can order the book. Uh, and There's a code uh, that you can apply to get a 20% discount on uh, either the ebook or the uh, paperback. And the publisher is very excited about uh, this book because it's a very practical guide. Uh, there's no fluff in it. It's all uh, good economic and financial research and application of how entrepreneurs, no matter what type of business they uh, have, whether it's a mom-and-pop shop on Main Street to a medium-sized business to a large corporation, to uh, find out how uh, the economy unfolds and what they should be looking for to make plans accordingly to survive and thrive the business cycle. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. You probably won't get the book in time for Christmas now because it's a little late for that, but it'll arrive right after it. It'll be a great New Year's, I don't know if you want to call it a New Year's resolution book, but it'll certainly set you up for 2022 and beyond. MurraySabrin.com. It'll set you up to really deal with your life, whether you're a student, whether you're an executive, whether you run a small business, whatever you do. Look, ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand a little bit about how the Federal Reserve works. And then really, what do you think about my advice, doctor, about, you know what, whatever the market does, you almost do the opposite. Now, that's not 100% true, but it's a good guide to understand that do, not doing what they want you to do actually generates wealth because well, that's what con- they do. Well, contrary opinion seems to work quite well. For example, um, Warren Buffett famously wrote an op-ed in October 2008, and the market bottomed out in March 2009. He said he's buying stocks because he said that they're cheap. And he was basically right because the stock market has gone crazy since uh, the bottom of March 2009. And, of course, it had bumps along the way. But let me give you a a longer-term forecast of the stock market and the economy. And here's an interesting fact I uncovered when I was doing the research. Every year, ending in zero, beginning in 1920, has been either a recession or depression except 2010 when the recession occurred earlier in 2008 and 2009. So if we extrapolate that, and this is just an extrapolation, 
Based upon the historical trend for the past 100 years, the next major, major downturn should occur in 2030, which would be the 100th anniversary of the 1929 crash. So I'm just putting that out there for people to realize that there are these cycles that we have, and it's hard to explain why. All we know, we can observe them, and if we extrapolate them, that could be uh, another uh, uh, bump in the road, so to speak, for the U.S. economy. And there's another indicator I uncovered that uh, that was discovered by Tom McClellan, an investment analyst in, in uh, the West Coast. He pointed out that the price of oil forecast the stock market 10 years in advance. And so he's looking for another major decline in the stock market in 2024 because the price of oil had a major peak in 2014. So again, he uncovered it. He doesn't know why it happened, but it's just a wonderful correlation that he's put out there for people to look at. And so uh, I incorporated that in my book as saying, hey, there's something you should look at as to what could happen. But from the practical perspective of the day-to-day business decision maker, the book provides that information that you need in order to make sure that you don't get caught short when the economy turns down because a lot of great business people, they got caught short in a major downturn and they either have to sell their business or they go out of business or liquidate the business because they've overexpanded themselves uh, during the uh, boom. A little bit of patience, put back a little bit of money, those principles that your parents and grandparents taught you are still vital and right ladies and gentlemen but you gotta pay attention to the markets you gotta learn what things mean you gotta watch for these correlations and you've got to protect yourselves i always say a little bit of beans a little bit of band-aids a little bit of bullets a lot of love following christ those are your greatest protections dr murray sabrin thank you so much sir for your time and merry christmas to you and tell your wife thank her for all that she does too i know she probably doesn't get the credit she deserves i know she started things with you and she's been along for the ride and behind the scenes does a lot give her some credit and thank her for us and wish her a merry christmas will you well thank you sam we've been together now for 56 years the last 53 we've been married and uh Everything is going extremely well, and we hope that it continues for many, many more years. So thank you for having me on, and uh, again, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, The American people deserve better uh, than what we're getting today from uh, our so-called political leaders in Washington, D.C. God bless you, sir. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Murray Sabrin doing a great job at his website, murraysabrin.com. Check it out. Incredible books, incredible education giving you kind of a summary and an understanding of what a lot of researchers have really studied so hard to discover and understand about the patterns of the booms and busts and a whole lot more and how you ought to respond to not only survive but to thrive Uh, wow that's sorely needed in today's society murraysabrin.com he's got the book on uh, the health stuff we talked about uh, several weeks ago as well Uh, And that's really important, too, for you and your family to manage your health appropriately. He talked about a lot of the great solutions uh, with doctors developing a relationship directly with your specific doctor designed to keep you healthy. Uh, There's really a lot of stuff that he talks about, but all of it is libertarian based. A lot. All of it is solutions oriented. Um, A lot of it is so simple. You go, oh, why didn't I think of that? Right. It's that kind of stuff where it takes a doctor to put it on on the kitchen table and gather all this research so that you can then interpret it and go, wow. And then pretty soon you're the smartest guy in the room because you'll listen to libertarians that understand free markets uh, and more. That's how it all all works, ladies and gentlemen. MurraySabrin.com. 
we wanted to give you that Christmas present, telling you about his brand new book and a whole lot more. And, you know, there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, should you join the Great Resignation at this time? Let me just kind of talk about that just for a second. Uh, All I can tell you is this. I am a big, big believer in two things. Well, I should say three things. One, your gut. Your gut tells you a ton. It's not always right, but it's right most of the time. A gazillion times more right than your head. So one, follow your gut. Two, reject your head oftentimes, unless your head aligns with your gut. And then three, gain this simple knowledge that we're talking about, the, boom, the, the booms and bust cycles, the patterns, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, look, I think that it's the gig economy, and it's continuing to rise, and more and more entrepreneurs are out there. And if you feel like you want to be an entrepreneur, you know what? you got to take a chance to do what you love. It's all about dreams. You know, they tell you in movies everywhere, follow your dreams, do what your heart tells you. But people rarely ever do. And I submit you may not get rich doing what you love, but you'll sure feel free. And if you work on it, you can be successful, though. Let's not underestimate how many people have been successful. Uh, And last but not least, probably first and most important, I would pray. Pray to God about what you should do. He can give you guidance. You're his son or daughter, and he loves you. And he can give you impressions and feelings. There's your gut again. Uh, Some call it your conscience. Some call it the light of Christ. Your gut, your conscience, the light of Christ. However you refer to it, fine. Uh, But that's where you ought to go for direction, ladies and gentlemen. Putting the, the study and the work that you have into it, weighing the pros and cons, making your decision, taking it to God Almighty and saying, here's what I'm thinking of doing, Father. It reminds me of Tavia. Talking to your father, and you know, Lord, I, what do I do? How do I? And and he'll guide you. He'll give you comfort and strength when it's right and peace in your heart. When it's wrong, you'll be like, mm, I don't, I don't know. I, I. Some call it a stupor, a thought. Some call it confusion. You'll know if you're confused. Don't go with it. If you feel good and peaceful, it's probably the way to go. There's a lot of ways to go about these things, and and, and um, it's not impossible to make these decisions. But it is certainly an employee's market right now. I'll tell you that. Wow. Okay, a quick recap of yesterday's broadcast. We had our guest on, Miss Ann Vandersteel. Incredible uh, talk show host. She's a TV host uh, of the broadcast, the TV show, every night, Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern called Steel Truth. America's News with Ann Vandersteel is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. The Steel Truth lives on among all of us. And we know in our hearts that it exists. Will we ever truly experience the rawness of the truth untainted by the fake news? Well, if you go to steeltruth.com, libertyroundtable.com, and other places... You're a whole lot more likely to experience it than if you don't. Liberty Roundtable Live. Regrets? Oh, we're all going to have them. Doesn't matter who you are or what you do. At some point, you're going to wish you'd done something differently. You know, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But let me tell you a couple of things you will never regret. You'll never regret spending extra time talking to your teenager. Trust me. You'll never regret answering your three-year-old's question about where the water in the bathtub comes from. 
and I've never seen anyone wish they hadn't sat in the kitchen laughing with their children and telling them goofy stories about when they were kids. Yeah, sure, we're all gonna have regrets, but talking too much with our kids won't be one of them. No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. gentlemen what are you doing for christmas i'm broadcasting live on your radio spending time with my radio family one of my favorite things on the planet to do hope you're all doing well hope you're going to focus on god family and country because that's what i'm doing uh, by the way last sunday i got some time or an opportunity to spend some time with some friends who have an incredible um tradition at their home uh, they both lived in Germany for quite some time, and they learned the language, and they learned uh, the customs and everything else, and they, they really do the Advent. And each week, you light a candle, and it gets brighter and brighter, celebrating the light of Christ. And what they do is they sing uh, Christmas songs and songs about Christ together uh, in the dark, and then they light this candle. And uh, anyway, it's tremendous. It's a wonderful celebration. It's, it's Christmas time where we sing together and feel the spirit of Christ. It's a tremendous, uh, wonderful, one of my favorite things to do every year. What are you doing with your time? Are you running around in fear about vaccinations, and, or are you having faith in Christ? By the way, we talked to Ann Vandersteel yesterday, Steel Truth, and Ann is a thought leader and a trailblazer, folks, in the new media. Her show is a top-shelf, primetime, news-making show full of incredible research, uh, Steel Truth thoroughly vets sources, provides evidence, and reports like nobody's business. Only the facts, wherever those facts may lead. Anyway, she was a great guest. Uh, Trump acknowledged he had a booster shot, uh, and uh, the audience booed Donald Trump. And I say shame on the audience, folks. Listen, you may or may not agree with the vaccines. You may or may not like them. You may or not be willing to take them, etc., etc. Uh, but look, you got to support choices, and you got to be honest. If you want your choice to be supported, to not take the vaccines, 
then you better respect people's choices who want to take the vaccines, who believe in them. Donald is one of those. He believes in the vaccines. He thinks they're great. He was in charge of Operation Warp Speed, and now he's taken three of them. He believes in them. He loves them. Now, I disagree with him on that. I don't love them, and I don't believe in them. But I will defend to the death Trump's right to take the vaccines, as I hope he will defend my right not to. So I, I, I want to just say to those who are booing the president, you know, shame on you. You should celebrate his choices, too. Do you believe in free agency or the, the ability for people to choose? Or do you believe government should choose for you? See, I don't like the vaccines, and I don't want to take them. I hope Donald Trump will defend to the death my right to not take them. So far, he's been an open advocate for agency, for choice. He said, look, I don't believe in mandates. Thank you, President Trump. I agree. And I'll defend your right, as I hope you'll defend mine, even though we may choose different outcomes individually. We have that right. That's America. That's the genius of the greatest country on the face of the earth, right? All right, we talked about Operation Omicron. People are believing that there's going to be mass death in the next several months. They say, are these uh, deep state folks preparing for mass murder in the weeks ahead? I don't think so. As I mentioned my opinion, <laughs> I'm convinced that they released Omicron because the other one was too aggressive. And it was killing too many people. And they've got more deaths in 2021 than they had in 2020, even though the vaccines are out. Even though most of us have had COVID or taken the vaccines. And you know what? We should have a great, great immunity going on here. But yet people are dying left and right. And they know that proves the vaccine doesn't work. So I believe they probably released the <clears throat> Omicron variant to kind of tame it down and go, hey, let's spread it faster. Let's get a little bit more immunity. We're not ready to pull the plug on the economy and on society yet. If we go too fast... The natives will get restless. If we go too fast, they will fire Fauci. Right now, there's the few of us talking about firing Fauci for his dishonesty and his immorality, but not enough of us. But if I'm telling you, if more and more people die in this, so they want a softer version. Eventually, do they want population control Bill Gates style? Absolutely. But they want to kind of slow it down because, they, it, it, again, they've got a soft war in America going on against us all. That's the deep state, right? They want a hard war. Not yet. Right. So they're backing off intentionally. So, by the way, the New York state lawmakers are being asked to pass to approve concentration camps for the sick. The plan would have the governor decide who would be locked up. The article's written by Bob Unruh. It's in WND.com. Great article highlighting what they're really doing. Will such concentration camps become a reality in the United States, ladies and gentlemen? My response is only if we allow them. Hopefully, Americans will be smart. Fossey was asked, for example, or Fauci was asked, if wearing masks on airplanes will ever go away. Fauci said, I don't think so. Okay, this guy's already planning to have us wear masks literally indoors forever. On planes, who knows? The guy's out of control. That was our one on Liberty Roundtable Live with Ann Vandershield doing a phenomenal job. Hour two, we had uh, simulcast with Brideon.tv. And the Sheriff Mack Show, we were talking to a guest by the name of Greg Beffert. He's a Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association member, CSPOA.org member by choice. He's a retired Northern California Peace Officer. And he spoke out boldly to his city council, saying they're lying. 
saying they're going along with the propaganda regarding COVID, locking people down, destroying people's businesses, forcing masks, etc. Regarding local tyranny, he really stood tall to say, you know what, guys, shame on you. Are you going to do what's right? And we asked Greg, hey, how well is that working? He said since then they've backed off on a lot of things. So ladies and gentlemen, the point is when good people stand up, when articulate people are bold, and we hold them account to account for their service to us. Remember, they work for us. Folks, don't forget that. They derive their just power from the consent of the governed, if you believe in the Declaration of Independence, right? Understand that. Okay, so when we hold them to account, we don't want to be belligerent. We don't want to get crazy. But his three-minute speech was incredible. We played that speech yesterday on the radio. Available at libertyroundtable.com if you want the audio version. Or available at brighteon.tv if you want to watch the video. Greg doing a great job on the simulcast yesterday. We also talked about Joe Biden gets 40 judges confirmed in the first year. Do you realize that's double Donald Trump's number? So when we hear that the Republicans have got to be in charge so they can get their appointees to the court. Well, sadly, a lot of Republican appointees have betrayed us over the years. But now we find that Joe Biden has got double the numbers of Donald Trump in the first year. 40 judges confirmed. That means the Republicans are going along and being quite helpful. As they criticize Joe on everything under the sun, they're backing his agenda when it comes to the spending us into oblivion and when it sure comes to judges stacking the courts for Biden's agenda. Isn't that a frightening sight? We also talked about Senator Rand Paul says, Friend, I have three big things on my wish list this year. You say, what are they? He wants to fire Fauci. He wants to back away from this pandemic that seems to be abusing us. And good for him, right? We certainly need that. So fire Fauci. Put an end to King Biden's tyrannical orders. And take back the Senate. That's what he wants to do. I don't know that taking back the Senate really has a lot of advantage. I don't mean to be rude, but just putting a bunch of neocon Republicans in office again so they can tell us they'll abolish health care at the government level, but then not do it. So they can promise they'll double down for pro-life to not do it. So they can, well, you say, Sam, it's better than the other guy. I guess, whatever. Republicans go to sleep when those guys are in office and more damage is done. A lot of damage was caused under Donald Trump. Even though Donald tried to do the right thing on many occasions, he was betrayed by his party. I'll tell you that right now. Those folks now that are raising money under Donald's name are the people that betrayed him while he was in office. Big time. The Republican Party uh, is one of them. The Republican Party was against Donald. They tried to undermine him at every turn. Now they act like they're his best friend when they want to get elected and when they're the losing party, the minority, and they want to become the majority. They're all doubling down and trying to cozy up for the President Trump. Uh, What a shame on them. So I'm not sure, Rand Paul, that getting Republicans back in office is really the answer at all. It's official, ladies and gentlemen. More Americans have died under Joe Biden than they did under Donald Trump, even though Joe Biden swore he'd shut down the virus. Joe Biden criticized Donald Trump and said, you're doing it all wrong. I got a better plan. I'll save everybody. And now look, a year later into the Biden presidency, it's all gone wrong. Donald had a year and less people died. Biden had a year and more people died. Now we're on the cusp of a disaster. At least that's according to Joe. Yeah, Joe's telling you you got to worry. Get vaccinated. That's your only hope. 
Never mind that the vaccinations don't work. Anyway, he had a whole press conference about how he's going to continue to spend us into oblivion. The coronavirus crisis, ladies and gentlemen, the fear mongers are telling us you could see one million Omicron variant cases per day. Where's this departing National Institutes of Health director, Dr. Francis Collins? A million Omicron variant cases a day. Well, how many will die a day out of that million then, sir? They're not telling us, huh? Health officials are also warning that the, quote, Omicron variant will cause super high hospitalization numbers. Yeah. While that's going on, Maxine Waters caught maskless on cross-country United Airlines flight. So we all have to wear masks by force. But, hey, Maxine's Maxine. She can do whatever she wants, right? Tucker Carlson went off on that, doing a great job highlighting the double standard that we see. Uh, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker tested positive, even though he's had all three shots. Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, same thing. We're having breakthrough infections left and right. They want you to believe that the vaccines are the only hope we've got. 48 people, believe it or not, test positive on the Symphony of the Seas ship from the Carib- um, from the, on the Royal Caribbean or Caribbean, however you want to, you know. Anyway, everybody was fully vaccinated, but they all got sick, all 48 of them. So those are breakthrough infections. And look, they're starting to have to admit there's more and more breakthrough infections than you can imagine. Archives of the simulcast of the Sheriff Mac Show and Liberty Roundtable Live second hour are available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net for your radio version. And for the video version, go to brighteon.com. Brighteon.tv is where the live stream is. Brighteon.com is where the archives are. Check it out. Go there. Great stuff. And that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. That's also the incredible interview with Dr. Murray Sabrin. It's also um, a lot of Christmas love coming your way on your radio, right? Yeah. Positive viewpoints. What can you do to survive and thrive? Merry Christmas. What are you doing for Christmas? Right? Joe Biden told reporters that he was not supposed to have a press conference. My question for Joe is, um, who gives you orders, sir? Who gives you orders, Joe, that tells you you're not supposed to do this? not supposed to do that huh because as far as i know you were elected president if somebody else is giving you orders of what you can and cannot do are they elected sir who gives the president the chief executive the leader of the free world orders of what he is supposed to and not supposed to do he said this multiple times ladies and gentlemen i think it's a national security threat to even wonder who's giving him quote marching orders it's certainly a violation of his oath of office. I can promise you that. Shame on Joe. All right, hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Merry Christmas. God save the Republic of the United States of America. In the floodgates, I hope I can make it through this. <laughs>
right, ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas to you from us, your Liberty Roundtable live radio team. This is the broadcast for December the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. Going from incredible guest to incredible guest, I'll tell you what. Last hour we had on Dr. Murray Sabrin, murraysabrin.com. He wrote a book about a single-payer health system, libertarian style. So it means single-payer, that's you. Uh, but all kinds of incredible solutions on how to get that done without government. We talked about that a couple of months ago. But he wrote a new book. He's retired, but this guy's cranking out books from his 35-plus year teaching history uh, and experience in finance and everything else. In his brand new book, Navigating the Boom and Bust Cycle, An Entrepreneur's Survival Guide. It sets out a provocative roadmap, if you will, for right now of how to deal with things as Americans grapple with their inflationary fears, the reality of what do you do? What if you own a small business? What do you do? How does the Federal Reserve fit in? All that was discussed last hour. This hour, the heavy hitting Wonderful guests continue. Now we've got president of the National Taxpayers Union, Mr. Pete Sepp with us. NTU.org, which is the voice of America's taxpayers, ladies and gentlemen. Mobilizing elected officials and citizens across the country. Partnering with them. Making a difference on tax relief and tax reform and a whole lot more. NTU.org. Pete Sepp, welcome back and Merry Christmas sir oh merry christmas thank you so much you're very welcome so you know what right now congress is kind of taking a hiatus but i wanted to talk about two main things with you today number one they're going to kick it off with a bang in 2022 and we got a lot of work ahead of us don't we we certainly do there are many many headlines in the news that uh, started up early monday and have gone through today saying well the president's Build Back Better plan uh, clocking in at uh, at least $2 trillion, more like $5 trillion if you use honest budgeting scoring techniques, uh, that it's dead, that uh, Joe Manchin has said he's a hard no vote on that package and it will not advance. Well, I will believe it when I see it, and I think we're going to see still more activity trying to get that package over the finish line, if not in its full form, then in bits and pieces. So right away in early 2022, we're going to have work to do in making sure that we don't get bushwhacked here with uh, some new kind of proposal that appears to cost less for taxpayers, but is actually just warmed over repackaged proposals from Build Back Better. So are we talking about an intentional good cop, bad cop here where they're playing us like a fiddle? This is theater at the ultimate where they're saying, hey, Joe's going to hold out. Manchin's going to hold out. They're going to criticize him. He's going to come back, pitch this compromise plan. And the reality is it may not be what they had intended at first, but the compromise plan that they all end up with is worse than we would have got if we would have just said no. And reality is they're just playing us with this thing. Is that what's happening? Well, I certainly think that Joe Manchin is sincere about his concerns that this package, with all of its spending hikes, could worsen inflation, that there are too many gimmicks in it. But 
Manchin has also been honest in saying to the American people, there were parts of Build Back Better that he definitely supported. So we could very easily see some package half as big only, and I'm doing only in air quotes, a trillion or a trillion and a half dollars, something that Manchin would vote for. Uh, we could very well see a three, four, five-year uh, package that works on the child tax credit that has some new spending for environmental initiatives but isn't as build back better. Now, I'm not here to cast gloom on everything. I would say that uh, we've won a pretty major victory thanks to taxpayers getting active, getting informed, and saying to their elected officials, enough is enough. They have caused not only Joe Manchin to say, I'm a no vote, they're also causing second thoughts among other Democrats in Arizona and Montana, even Virginia, who are saying, well, maybe this is just too radical of a plan for the American people. Well, the Democrats who are thinking that are right for doing so. It is too radical. And if we can't get down to zero and say we've spent enough money here and spending more is too dangerous, we can certainly get somewhere uh, that's lower than that Build Back Better plan. Where do you think we go from here? The American people are kind of tired of this. They're going, you know what, every time good cop, bad cop, they say they're going to spend $10 trillion and they only spend 5 or whatever. And, you know, man, we just can't stop them. How do we get them to reallocate money they've already got, not increase spending, but live within their means? You know, Rand Paul tried to put the penny plan together where he'd say, hey, let's just reduce one penny out of a dollar. And they literally just ignored him and moved ahead. And so basically Rand Paul says the whole body, Republicans and Democrats, they're all guilty. They're not going to do anything. Uh, that's a sad state of affairs, yeah. but I want to keep hope. What do, what do we do, Pete? Well, I think one way to keep hope is to look to the center of the Democratic Party. There is one. There are folks, for example, Sheldon Whitehouse, a senator from Rhode Island, uh, votes liberal on a whole lot of issues, including tax hikes. We uh, go head-to-head with the senator in opposition on a number of issues. But, you know, uh, he put together a very credible plan for reforming the budget process, putting the budget on a two-year cycle instead of the one-year cycle. That allows one year of the budget cycle to be spent on oversight, one to be spent on planning. That's a smart idea. Creates new points of order in the budget debate process that lawmakers can raise whenever a proposal is not paying its own way with spending cuts elsewhere. That's a Democrat sponsoring these reforms, and it has Republican support, too. Why not take that baby step forward towards something that has a wholesale respect for the Constitution and its priorities for federal spending? We won't get there overnight, but that's one area for hope. Another area, Taxpayers' Right to Know Act. That was signed into law earlier this year. And what that's going to do is create an inventory of all federal programs and put them in a central place where not only policymakers but the general public can finally view, again, in one place, one big picture, everything that the federal government is doing. We will at last have the tool we need to say, 
There's too much overlap. There's too much duplication. There's lack of priorities here. That gives us hope, and that can inform the budget process next year because the federal government is implementing that under our watchful eye right now. So there are areas for hope. So are they going to betray us at Christmas? Do you think Joe Manchin's holding out, but they'll twist his arm and they'll just do something quick Christmas time? Or do you think we've got it uh, really pushed back where it won't, won't see the light of day this year? I don't think they're going to come back this year and vote the plan in uh, unless Joe Manchin has some sudden revelation and believes that the hard left agenda in Congress is something he ought to be supporting. I think they're done for the year, but we are not done for the year. This is the time to put calls into congressional offices and say, look, when you come back next year, no means no still. And you ought to be following Joe Manchin's lead and just shelve all these plans. Let's see how the economy is doing for crying out loud before we spend more money out of an empty pocket. Let's look at priorities. Let's look at waste and duplication and overlap. Let's get the federal budget, if not totally back under control, then at least on the path to getting back under control. Do we have people with plans in place to put that center stage? Yes, absolutely. There are. Under, uh, let me just stop Congress you there. Pete. Understand that, ladies and gentlemen. There are people who have done the work to put Pete's proposals front and center. Uh, if the media would be honest about it, that could be the center discussion point. Somebody has got to be able to, to, to make that a reality, Pete. That's what we really hope for. And then we can back this common sense approach, right? Yes, absolutely. There's a caucus in Congress we can talk about on the other side of the break that's working really hard on these issues, and it includes Democrats. Roger that. Pete Sepp with us, ladies and gentlemen. NTU.org doing a phenomenal job as always. I got a cool tool for you on the other side of the break as well. We'll talk about it from NTU.org in seconds on your radio. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. 
That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman, Pete Sepp, National Taxpayers Union president with us right now talking about solutions. NTU.org, their website. We're talking about solutions because you know what? Things look bleak. I get it. But there's a lot of people working on a lot of good things and you ought to know about it. That's why Pete's here. That's why we tell the tale and we've been doing so for 25 plus years, ladies and gentlemen. There is hope. There are solutions. There are people who will partner with you to make a difference. And that's where we can get involved, ladies and gentlemen, in solutions. And uh, Pete was mentioning that there's a caucus putting together a plan different than the Build Back Better plan. And the difference is let's try to save money. Let's try to cut waste and reject duplication. And let's go ahead and reallocate the money we're already spending. And, and let's not even consider spending more money because we don't need to. We can look at the proper role of government and we can reallocate accordingly and we can take care of business that way. We can reject Build Back Better, but we can come back with a plan that should be front and center. We hope to make it that way. There's a caucus working on that right now. Pete? Yes, it's called the Problem Solvers Caucus in the U.S. House of Representatives. And this consists of Republicans as well as Democrats who, like their name implies, are interested in solving problems rather than arguing about them. No, they're not as ambitious as many taxpayers would like them to be, but they are trying to provide a voice of reason here, especially in fiscal policy matters. They actually proposed back in late 2020 a way out of spending more and more money on COVID relief packages that was ill-targeted, unaffordable, and really ill-informed about the conditions that were actually on the ground in the economy. They were saying things very early, actually, before uh, many members of Congress, even on the Republican side, were saying it, that states that had received federal aid during 2020 and the CARES Act and other packages weren't even spending the money that was already given them by the federal government. Why provide more? They said, we need to put a cap on that. They also said, 
for liability protections need to be enacted for small businesses. We can't keep just plowing aid from Washington, D.C. to keep businesses open if they're afraid to stay open and their customers are not coming because uh, they don't have liability protections against people going there and getting sick in the normal course of interaction. Uh, They wanted to means test a lot of the relief programs. We were seeing federal aid going to households making $200,000 or more. Uh, The triple P loans were a big example of that. The Problem Solvers Caucus was saying, look, let's approach the difficulties our economy is in from a more sensible standpoint, one that is more fiscally responsible. And they proposed a whole budget back then to uh, help address these problems. There are still many elements in it that Congress ought to be following. They will be, along with the Blue Dog Caucus, among the Democrats and the Republican Study Committee, among the GOP, they will be the leaders who build bridges here and finally, finally start to get America back on a more fiscally responsible path. It's going to take a lot of work, but they are willing to roll up their sleeves and do it. Ladies and gentlemen, beginning in 2017, the Problem Solvers Caucus became an independent, member-driven organization in Congress comprised of representatives from across the country, equally divided between Democrats and Republicans, and they are committed to finding common ground on many of the key issues facing the nation. This is really amazing. Most people don't even know that exists, and we commend them for their work. It's not enough, I would submit, but it's an incredible start. How many people sit on this um, uh, caucus, uh, and, and what kind of influence do you think they have to really move the needle? Well, there are 58 members of this caucus, Sam, and given the fact that Congress is equally divided on the Senate side and on the House side, there are only about eight votes separate. lawmakers um, sort of in the center of all of it saying uh, we want to come up with a path we can all follow here to get America out of this hole that we've dug ourselves. That's very important. I mean, you have lawmakers, uh, Thomas Suozzi from New York. He's actually running for governor. Uh, Abby Spanberger of Virginia, Chris Smith of New Jersey, Kurt Schrader of Oregon. Remember, he was a no vote on uh, several uh, uh, elements of the Build Back Better plan. He's a Democrat. Uh, So there are lots of good people here, Democrats and Republicans, who are willing to put their heads together and try to solve problems rather than create more of them. It's all about humility, ladies and gentlemen, and it's all about dedication to a cause, and it's about developing friendships and, and collaborations for solutions. I got two more quick topics. I know we got to let you go be right at the uh, bottom of the hour, Pete. First one, though, is now the government admits $100 billion in COVID relief funds have been stolen. This is the kind of stuff where we've got to rein in the amount of money that's on the table so this can happen. $100 billion got stolen. They now blatantly admit it. Your quick response. My guess is it's an underestimate. That's what makes it the worst. Uh, There were reports 
that uh, well over $100 billion in fraud uh, was were occurring solely in the increased unemployment insurance benefits that the federal government and the states were administering ever since the beginning of the pandemic and the recession that followed. So my guess is uh, the number can only go up from there. And we once again need better fraud detection measures. The federal government's inability to use information technology like blockchain to detect waste, fraud, and abuse as it's happening rather than after it happens. It's just really poor, and it's got to improve. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's one last thing I want to focus on that's really, really valuable. It's provided by NTU.org. If you go to their website, and they have uh, this incredible feature is what I want to call it on their website. And it basically is a NTU rates members of Congress and their voting records specifically related to determining how friendly or unfriendly they are to the taxpayers. You can see how your uh, legislator stacks up, okay? All you got to put in is your legislator's name, whether they're in the House or the Senate, what state they're in, and then you get results, ladies and gentlemen. So I did this for Devin Nunes because Devin uh, is being uh, chosen to run Donald Trump's media organization. So Devin Nunes, Republican, he's in the House of California, and it rates it for 2020. He gets an 82%. 82% to me is better than many, but not all that impressive. So there you have it. This is an incredible tool, Pete. Well, thank you. And we've been doing this all the way back to uh, 1979, actually, uh, when we began using every single roll call vote affecting taxpayers, taxes, spending, debt, regulation, anything fiscal we included. This often amounts to hundreds of votes a year. And so this is a comprehensive scorecard. Each vote is weighted. It provides the best and biggest picture of how a lawmaker wishes to impact the financial state of the nation. And at 82 percent, that, of course, is a grade of B most recently for Congressman Nunez. Uh, He has actually earned a few A's in the past, but lots of B's and B minuses there. And so it's important for everyone to check out uh, this website feature at NTU.org. Take a look at not only how your own lawmakers are doing, but others you might see on television talking about the need for lower taxes and less federal spending. Some of them like to talk big, but they don't necessarily vote that way. Pete Sepp, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Godspeed, sir. We'll chat next year, my friend. Next year, sir. God bless. Thank you so much. NTU.org doing a phenomenal job. Your partner for solutions, ladies and gentlemen. They're not partisan. They just want to have tax accountability and responsibility and appropriate levels of taxation. Imagine that, folks. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Jurors in the manslaughter trial of Kim Potter, the former Minneapolis police officer who says she mistook her firearm for a taser and fatally shot a combat of Dante Wright, are asking the judge what should they do if they can't reach a verdict. 
The jury is expected to return Wednesday after deliberating just over nine hours on Tuesday. President Biden Tuesday trying to explain why vaccine mandates are necessary. I know vaccination requirements are unpopular for many, not even popular for those who are anxious to get them. My administration has put them in place not to control your life, but to save your life. Arizona Republican Senate candidate Blake Masters on Newsmax after Biden's speech. But Biden's president, and it is a complete disaster, like a complete disaster. He's governing the country as if he's trying to destroy it. Merry Christmas week to you and your family. From our family, USA Radio News. You're in charge of hiring and indeed has solutions like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. Indeed will also give you the sticky frog, which will suddenly leap and stick to the face of the perfect hire. Okay, there's no sticky frog, but skills tests, that's a for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com slash promo today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to health care. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes health care affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199 for a single, $399 for a couple, and no matter how big the family, only $529. That's $529 for the entire family. To learn how you can save, go to LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. A Saudi national on the terrorist watch list has been apprehended trying to sneak into the United States at the U.S.-Mexico border. Border Patrol agents in Yuma, Arizona, apprehended an illegal immigrant who allegedly has ties to terrorist groups. New York Republican Congresswoman Claudia Tenney reacts to the arrest on Fox Business. We have heard and we've it's been reported that there are all kinds of people on the terror watch list coming across. And here's one who is impersonating a volunteer ambulance worker who's caught at the border, and that's how he gets across. And this is how simple and how easy it is. Border agents previously arrested two Yemeni men who were on the U.S. terrorism watch list as they tried to cross into California from Mexico. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Border guru Vice President Kamala Harris has offered no leadership this week to the continuing crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Internet outages at the strangest times. It's shocking what happens. I had a whole segment planned here where I was going to play back Joe Biden's (laughs) whacked out conference yesterday uh, where he basically claims, you know, well, guys, I'm not supposed to have this conference. What are you talking about, Joe? You're so whacked out and confusing I don't mean to mock you as the president, uh, switching back to the microphone, Cam. To the president of the United States, it's like, what are you talking about? You're not supposed to. Who says so, Joe? I have a real national security concern 
when the president of the United States, or at least the so-called president, literally says stuff like, hey, I don't know if I ought to uh, be having this thing. I'm not supposed to. Says who? What are you talking about? Okay, this is not cool at all, if you ask my opinion. All right, it's immoral. Stop it, says Joe. Biden scolds purveyors of lies about the pandemic, he claims. He says we're all making money because we don't agree with him on COVID. He's a liar. Now they're granting, a, granting us a Christmas miracle. Biden states that vaxxed Americans can enjoy Christmas safely. So vaxxed can, but the rest of us can't. Biden says getting vaccinated is a patriotic duty. Shame on you, Joe. Agency, choice to choose as you think best not be forced by government is a patriotic duty, sir. Anthony Fauci, your whacked out dictator doctor, said Tuesday on MSNBC that, A, considering the highly contagious variant of coronavirus Omicron, unvaccinated family members should be asked not to attend Christmas this year. They claim without evidence, ladies and gentlemen, that Omicron is now the dominant strain in the United States. Why do I say without evidence? What evidence have they shown you? Huh? What evidence have they shown you? All right, let's play back this conference from Joe Biden. Okay, we're going to play back some of it. I'm going to say pause and we'll pause and I'll make a couple of comments as we go. Here it is, Joe. How concerned should you be about Omicron? which is now the dominant variant in this country, and it happened so quickly. The answer is straightforward. If you're not fully vaccinated, you have good reason to be concerned. You're at a high risk of getting sick. You're a liar, Joe. You're at a less risk of getting sick if you have natural immunity than you do if you have vaxxed immunity. So since I've had COVID at least once, probably twice, I'm safer than those who are vaccinated, sir. So don't lie and create this wedge between people in America, the vaxxed and unvaxxed. Stop your divisionary tactics. Satan divides. God unifies, okay? Go ahead. And if you get sick, you're likely to spread it to others, including friends and family. The unvaccinated have a significantly higher... Lies again. If you get sick, you're likely to spread it. Well, that's not necessarily true. There's a lot of people that don't get sick that spread it. They're called asymptomatic, Joe. And there's a lot of people that are vaccinated that still get sick and or don't get sick, but have the cocoa still and spread it. So you're lying and using this divisionary wedge that I reject, Joe. Go ahead. Risk of ending up in a hospital or even dying. Almost everyone who has died from COVID-19 in the past many months has been unvaccinated. Lies again. Vaccinated. But if you're you're among the majority of Americans who are fully vaccinated, and especially if you've gotten the booster shot, that third shot, you have much, much less reason to worry. You have a high degree of protection against severe illness. Lies. Because Omicron spreads so easily, we'll see some fully vaccinated people get COVID, potentially in large numbers. Pause. Now, he finally told the truth. People that are vaccinated will get the Omicron variant in large numbers. Vaccinated people will get it in large numbers. He at least admitted the truth for once. 
Go ahead. Cases in every office, even here in the White House, among the among the vaccinated, among the vaccinated from Omicron. But these cases are highly unlikely to lead to serious illness. Vaccinated people who get COVID may get ill, but they're protected from severe illness and death. That's why you should Lie. still remain vigilant. <clears throat> According to our doctors, even if you're fully vaccinated, you should wear a mask when indoors and in public settings. Wearing a mask provides extra protection for you and those around you. And I know some Americans are wondering if you can safely celebrate the holidays with your family and friends. The answer is yes, you can. If you and those you celebrate with are vaccinated, particularly if you've gotten your booster shot. If you are vaccinated and follow the precautions that we all know well, you should feel comfortable celebrating Christmas and the holidays as you planned it. You know, you've done the right thing. You can enjoy the holiday season. And thanks to the progress on vaccinations this fall, we've gone from nearly 90 million adults in July who had not even started their vaccination process to fewer than 40 million today. <clears throat> Still too many. Okay, pause. So, ladies and gentlemen, if we've gone from 90 million that don't have the vaccine to 40 million, the inference, since there's 330 million people in America, is that 290 million are vaccinated. That is an outright lie by inference. He didn't say that, but that's what he's referring to. He's lying to you. There's not even close to that many vaccinated. And if there are that many vaccinated, when you put that many vaccinated plus those who have natural immunity, I don't know where this virus would even go. There's hardly anybody that could even get sick. You're either dead, you're vaccinated, or you have natural immunity. I don't know what number that would be. They never tell you what natural immunity we have by this point because they don't have any idea. And they don't want to admit it anyway. But again, Joe's lying to you. Go ahead. I need to 40. All these people who have not been vaccinated, you have an obligation to yourselves, to your families, and quite frankly... I know I'm going to criticize for this to your country. Get vaccinated now. It's free. It's convenient. Lies. I promise it's not you, free. it saves lives. It's and not I free. I believe it's your patriotic duty. It's not convenient. Another question. It doesn't save lives. Folks are asking Liar. is, what can you do to make yourself and your family feel safer and be safer? The answer is simple. Get your booster shot. Wear a mask. Our doctors have made it clear. Booster shots provide the strongest of protections. Unfortunately, we still have tens of millions of people who are eligible for the booster shot but have not yet gotten it. They've gotten the first two Pause. shots. That's a lie again, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest protection you have is natural immunity. Even the doctors that agree with Fauci, even the pro-vaccine doctors are admitting that through research study after research study. But Joe Biden lies and won't even entertain that in his discussion. That's where his dishonesty is. My patriotic duty, ladies and gentlemen, is to not get vaccinated if my physician says no. And to not get vaccinated if I pray to Almighty God and I feel the gut feeling of no. My patriotic duty is to warn people that, you know what, Joe Biden just got a one-sided agenda. Is there money? What drives that agenda, Joe? I don't know, but you act like you have credentials in this field, which you do not. Let's be clear. All right, let's skip the break as we continue with this. Go ahead. They've not gotten the booster. Folks, the booster shots are free and widely available. Liar, they're Over expensive. 60 million Americans. 
including 62% of eligible seniors, our most vulnerable group, have gotten their booster shots. I got my booster shot as soon as they were available. And just the other day, former President Trump announced he had gotten his booster shot. Maybe one of the few things he and I agree on. People with booster shots are highly protected. Join them. Join us. It's been six months or more since my second shot. If it's been six months or more for your second shot when I got my booster, you can get yours today. You've been six months or more since your second shot. Another question that folks are asking is, are we going back to March 2020? Not this last March 2021, but March 2020, when the pandemic first hit. <clears throat> That's what I keep getting asked. The answer is absolutely no, no. There are three big differences between then and now. One, number one, first one, more than 200 million Americans have been fully vaccinated. In March 2020, no one was fully vaccinated. What that means is today, a case of, a case of COVID-19 for fully vaccinated and boosted person will most likely mean no symptoms or mild ones similar to the common respiratory viruses. <clears throat> Over Pause. 200 million. So, Joe, if that's true and vaccinated people have no symptoms and they're not really tested all the time, how do you know they're not just super spreaders everywhere, Joe? If they don't know they're sick but they have the COVID because they have such mild symptoms or they're asymptomatic, how do you know that they're not the super spreaders everywhere? And the answer is you don't. Okay? You don't. So there you have it. How can we have more deaths in 2021 continuing? How come even though your vaccinations are literally in the hundreds of millions, but yet we're on the cusp of the worst outbreak ever. And it's worse in more vaccinated areas. Why is that, Joe? And why if the majority of the people that are elderly are vaccinated, why are they dying the most, Joe? You've got some serious questions that you're not willing to talk about or have a debate on. And last question, why, Joe, are you shutting down Medical professionals, scientists who disagree with you. Why? If you're on such solid ground, why don't you have an open dialogue and discussion before the American people about this candidly? Let Dr. Atlas, let Dr. Pierre Corey, let these physicians who are experts in the field make their points. But you're afraid, Joe. You're absolutely afraid that we'll discover the truth. Go ahead. In Americans should have the peace of mind that they did not have in March of 2020. They're protected from hospitalization and they're protected from death. Second point, we're prepared today for what's coming. In March of 2020, we were not ready. Today, we stockpiled enough, we stockpiled enough gowns, masks, and ventilators to deal with the surge of hospitalizations among the unvaccinated. Today, we're ready. And as I'll explain in a few minutes, we're going to be reinforcing our hospitals, helping them. Number three, we know a lot Pause. more today. You're a liar again, Joe. You're not ready, and let me tell you why. Because all the unvaxxed medical personnel that don't want to take the vaccines because they know what harm is done, they see it firsthand up close, buddy. It's like hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's bloody. It's gory. It's evil. It's horrible. It's, uh, it'll make you sick to your stomach. They know, Joe. And they don't want to take the vaccines. And since you guys are firing all the non-vaccinated 
employees. You've got a hospital crisis on your hands. Don't tell me you're ready. You lie. You're also not ready at all when it comes to testing. We're no better off when it comes to our ability to test now than we were at the start. Joe, so you lie, and we caught you at it. Number three. than we did back in March of 2020. For example, last year, we thought the only way to keep your children safe was to close, your, close our schools. Today, yeah, we, we told you that was a lie then. More resources to keep those schools open. Well, you're now you're listening we, to you me. You can get five to 11-year-olds vaccinated, <clears throat> a tool we didn't have to. until last month. Today, Thank we don't have Lord. to shut down schools because of the case of COVID-19. You never did, Joe. Now, if a student tests positive, other students can take the test and stay in the classroom if they're not infected. No, they can't. Rather than There's closing not the whole school or having to quarantine. We can keep our K-12 schools open. That's exactly what we should be doing. So, folks, let me summarize. We should all be concerned about Omicron, but not panicked. If you're fully vaccinated, and especially if you got your booster shot, you are highly protected. And if you're unvaccinated, you're at a higher risk of getting severely ill from COVID-19, getting hospitalized, and even dying. So the best thing to do is get fully vaccinated and get your booster shot. And no, this is not March of 2020. 200 million people are fully vaccinated. We're prepared. We know more. We just have to stay focused. So that's where we stand. Now, let me tell you about the additional steps I'm ordering today to take on what is coming. I know you've heard a lot of this. Yeah, you're like a dictator. Already. You're just ordering, aren't you, Joe? Three Forget weeks the legislative ago, body. I laid out you're a COVID-19 action you? plan for this winter that prepared us for this moment. Today, we're making the plan even stronger. First, we're setting up our vaccination and booster efforts. We're stepping it up significantly. In the past two weeks, we've seen the highest vaccination rates since last spring. And we aren't as vaccinated as a country as we should be, though. That's why we have added 10,000 new vaccination sites on top of the 80,000 sites that are already we, had, we already had in place. And even more will open in January. I know there's some parts of this country where people are very eager to get their booster, where it's harder to get an appointment, excuse me. <clears throat> so starting this week, I'll be deploying hundreds more vaccinators and more sites to help get the booster shots in people's arms. I've ordered FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, to stand up new pop-up vaccination clinics all across the country where you can get that booster shot. We've opened, <coughs> excuse me, we've opened FEMA vaccination sites in Washington State and New Mexico recently as cases have increased. And today, I'm directing FEMA to stand up new sites in areas where there is a high demand. These steps are going to help us add more, more and more booster appointments and over the, just over the next few weeks. I also want to say a word to parents. If your children are not vaccinated, please get them vaccinated. If you're a parent, understandably, who waited to see how the first shots went with other kids before getting your own kid vaccinated, and stop waiting. Six million children in our country, ages 5 to 11, are vaccinated. Get your children protected today, now. 
for those parents out there who have a child that's too young to be vaccinated, that is under the age of five, I know this can still be a scary time. But one thing, one thing you can and must do while we await vaccines for children under five, get yourself fully vaccinated and boosted, as well as those around you, your children, your caregivers, your siblings. Pause. It's critical to mass. We have proven that children don't hardly get sick and that they don't really spread the coronavirus like adults do. Why do we need to get our children vaccinated, Joe? Why is this such a push? Why do you have to literally beg for 30 minutes in a press conference for people to get vaccinated? If really getting vaccinated was the right thing to do and there was clarity on this and people were comfortable and people trusted you and Fauci and others, then you wouldn't have to beg for a half hour. But all this is is a big begathon for you to get vaccinated and then the government telling you they're going to spend more money and control business for their agenda. It's a shame, Joe. A shame on you, Joe. Dividing the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated, suggesting that the non-vaccinated need to fear they're going to die everywhere, that they shouldn't celebrate Christmas. Shame on you, Joe. Your peddling of fear has got to stop. All right, go ahead. Mask up in public indoor places. We know that our youngest children have only rarely been impacted by serious COVID case, uh, COVID-19 cases. But they can be further protected if they're surrounded by vaccinated people. And again, to folks who are not vaccinated, you may think you're putting only yourself at risk. But it's your choice. Your choice is not just a choice about you. It affects other people. You're putting other people at risk. Your loved ones, your friends, neighbors, strangers you run into. And your choice can be the difference between life or death. Stop. Pause. Why am why are we going to get other people at risk, Joe? Is it the unvaccinated? We're already at risk, according to you. And if everybody else is vaccinated and they're wearing their masks, they're not at risk. You just told them they could celebrate Christmas together, that they were highly protected. Joe, which is it? Are, am I putting other people at risk or are they highly protected, Joe? Your lies are evident, sir. Shame on you. Go ahead. The longer the virus is around, the more likely variants form that may be deadlier than the ones that have come before. Pause. Let me say again. The nature of science, Joe, is that the future variants become less creating of death, less hostile. They attenuate, Joe. Why are you saying they're going to get stronger? Do you have a plan to make them stronger? Are you guys planning to release another killer virus? Is that what we're talking about, Joe? Just wondering. Go ahead. Again and again and again and again. Please get vaccinated. No, it's thank you. It's the only responsible thing to do. Liar. Those who are not vaccinated are causing hospitals to overrun, become overrun again. False. This folks, the governor of New York. Every COVID-19 hospital means someone with a heart attack, cancer, or other serious illness may not get that bed and that life-saving care they need in the hospital. Look, let me give it to you straight again. Omicron is serious, potentially deadly business for unvaccinated people. Let me be clear. Uh, it is for everybody, Joe. Thanks to the prior administration and our scientific community, America is one of the first countries to get the vaccine. Thanks to my administration and the hard work of Americans, we led a rollout 
made America among the world leaders in getting shots in arms. But uptake slowed this summer as vaccine resistance among some hardened. Look, the unvaccinated are responsible for their own choices. But those choices have been fueled by dangerous misinformation on cable TV and social media. You know, these companies and personalities are making money by peddling lies and allowing misinformation that can kill their own customers and their own supporters. Liar, I'm not making any money, Joe. It's immoral. I call on the purveyors of these lies and misinformation to stop it. Stop it now. Pause. One of the other things that we know. Hey, Joe, why don't you have a debate then with all the thousands of doctors that say you're wrong? The scientific community that you and Fauci and others are shutting down. Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everything else in your back pocket to carry out your one-sided agenda. Let's have a real discussion, Joe. Why don't you come on my radio program and debate me on it? You're a neophyte when it comes to medical things, and so am I. Let's get it done and have an open debate, Joe. Are you game, sir, or are you chicken? Let's have a real discussion in America without shutting down the sides you disagree with. Shall we, Joe? Go ahead. It has to be done. There's more testing. Because Omicron spreads easily, especially among the unvaccinated. It's critically important that we know who's infected. That means we need more testing. And on that score, we're now where we should be. Yes, we have over 20,000 free testing sites. Yes, we've used the Defense Production Act and spent $3 billion to greatly expand the number of at-home tests available for purchase online and at your local pharmacy. And yes, we made sure insurance covers the PCR tests you get at the hospital or at your doctor's office. But starting next month, private insurance will also cover cover at-home testing. So you can order a test online and get reimbursed we're providing access to free at-home tests for those who may have insurance as well, may not have insurance, I should say, as well. But it's not enough. We have to do more. We have to do better. And we will. Starting this week, the federal government will set up emergency testing sites in areas that need additional testing capacity. Before Christmas, the first several of these federal testing sites will be up and running in New York City with many more to come. This free testing is going to help reduce the waiting lines, the time you have to stand there, and sometimes it's an hour or more. All right, we can stop this now. We're about out of time. The bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is a reporter asks at the end, hey, uh, how come you haven't got tested testing cranked up like you should have? And Joe can't even take responsibility for that. He's like, well, Omicron just came on us really fast. We couldn't have known. Liar. We've been begging for testing. For two years, whether Omicron comes or Delta is the primary variant, doesn't matter. We don't have enough testing at all. They claim without evidence that Omicron is the dominant strain in the U.S., but they haven't provided evidence to that effect at all. They've done a few random tests. They claim they don't know much about it. But Biden announces plan to mail Americans 500 million at-home rapid tests. 500 million folks, they now say children can see Santa, get vaccinated, and receive a $100 gift card 
a debit card in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Reggie Marion with the article. This is just a shame. Why do you have to go to those lengths to bribe everyone if the vaccines are safe and effective and if everybody trusts you, Joe? Why do you got to do that? Fauci says if vaccinated and boosted, so vaccinated is not even enough now, if vaccinated and boosted, and make sure you continually wear your mask, you'll be okay. Well, if I'm highly protected, why do I need a mask? NYPD now. NYPD orders all cops to mask up regardless of vaccination status. Why? Home monitoring for the UK? COVID infected. Now they're starting to monitor people in their homes. Governments are getting out of control tyrannical. Sarah Palin standing up, though. She told a crowd attending a Turning Point USA conference that she's not going to get vaccinated. It'll be over my dead body, she said to a cheering crowd in Arizona. Good for her. Wow. All right. Two hours in the can. Thanks for being alongside. Hopefully it was educational and entertaining. Thanks for being with us. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you got to get involved. Choose the right. Make it a great day. LibertyRoundTable.com. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.